Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. Woo! Excited. Yeah. <laughs> no Eeyore shtick from you this week. I'm BJ. There it is. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about Slime Mori Mori 3, the Ooh. third Dragon Quest game, which I've been playing uh, quite a bit. BJ got it for me for Christmas, and then I was playing treasures a lot back then so i didn't play it immediately and then got distracted by the dq11 replay and then now that i'm done with all that i've been really digging into slime mori mori 3 the last like two weeks around there um i've been having a lot of fun with it and you're playing it in japanese right you haven't modded out any 3ds yeah i've been playing it uh japanese version and i know a fan translation exists because that's like the First thing everybody tells me, <laughs> yep. and I hear great things about it, and it's nothing against the people who did the fan translation or the fan translation itself. Uh, Dragon Quest Slime Time interviewed those people, and they sounded like perfectly nice people and really thankful that it exists. Um, but there's there's a couple of reasons why I'm not playing the fan translation, and one is just that I'm really scared to hack my <laughs> Japanese 2DS. It's that liquid metal slime 2DS XL, yeah. and... People say it's safe, but I'm really scared about doing it, and so I just haven't. Right. And I, you know, thinking about it, like, I've been thinking about modding mine, too, for a bunch of them, and I don't think you have to mod the the Japanese one. I think if you mod one of your U.S. ones, one of your North American ones, that you can play uh, region locked games and still apply the patch. So if you're scared of doing the 2DS, uh, the Pretty Metal Slime one, then you could probably do the American one uh, that you may care less about. Or may have multiple consoles of, actually. You have more than one 3DS? No, I have I have the 2DS XL, and then I have just a regular 2DS. I don't actually own a 3DS, like a real 3DS. I don't own one. Oh, for some reason, I thought you did. I actually thought you got one from Jaden. No, not, not a 3DS, no. no. Oh, well. No, he he gave me his NES, like original Nintendo, yeah. and his N64 um, recently. But no, he didn't give me a 3DS or anything like that. Yeah. If I can get oh. Jennifer's old 2DS, like the original, you know, red 2DS uh, set up, I'm going to try, I may try to mod it. Uh, if it ever starts working again, but I'm I'm like you, I'm kind of scared to do it on the console I actually play a lot uh, yeah. because I don't want to break it uh, and and lose everything. And because I, I really like it, I really love my my little red 3ds. It's like my yeah. little red Corvette. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I've heard I've heard you know that the fan translation is great. I know I've heard that it's very easy to hack your 3ds, yep. but. You know, I'm scared, and then the other thing is that I'm also extremely stubborn. Um, I'm stubborn to a fault. <laughs> no. And so once I get in my head that I'm going to do something or not do something, there's like no talking me out of it. And so mm. I just decided I'm going to play this in Japanese, and there's no one, no one is going to talk me out of it. No, I know, and- I know, I know. <laughs> it's true. Like I've, I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but I don't know if y'all are aware. I think I have, but. In case y'all weren't aware, Austin um, holds a grudge and will not budge off of things. Uh, And to this day, it's been 12 to 15 years uh, since he will not use like uh, what he calls the spaceship uh, (laughs) soda dispensers. 
uh, at uh, at movie theaters or restaurants or anything where you have the screen and you pick all the different kinds of, of sodas and the flavors and stuff. He won't use it because the very first time he saw one, he got really mad and couldn't get it to work. And to this day, he has still not used one himself. So, no, he will not be patching his 3DS <laughs> it's, uh, because he has set his mind to it. I've seen this in person. It's ridiculous. It, it slighted me, BJ. That is what happened. That, that stupid spaceship soda machine, it slighted me. And it's just, it's unforgivable. And I won't. You're right. I, I will not. The like few, there's like the Moe's down here. A lot of the Moe's restaurants down here all have that kind of soda machine. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we do takeout, so I don't worry about right. a drink there because I'm like, I don't want to use that machine. Um, but yeah, I just refuse to do it because I'm like, Oh, I'm not touching it. Made me mad once. It's on yep, my list. Once. It's on once, my list. Like 2010. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, in Pulaski, Tennessee at Burger King, where you walked over. Also, you hate that Burger King because they wouldn't give you a Simpsons toy. So, I mean, it was just multiples on that one. No, no. I hate that Burger King for many reasons. It's also on my list, but it's because of the incident. <laughs> it's the incident with the spaceship soda machine. <laughs> Yep. it's it's that one time they had the treehouse of horror toys so i went over there yeah. it was really easy to just walk off campus and, and go there and get food yeah it wasn't even a block and away i wanted some treehouse of horror toys so i went and ordered some kids meals to get the toy and everything for my lunch and i got back and there was no toy in there and i get it i'm a grown man but like i i got it for the toy and so i was really disappointed and it's partially my fault for not checking so there was that incident and then there was the final nail in the coffin is that uh, we swung through there. Um, we swung through there uh, like r- right after we got married and <laughs> I got terrible food poisoning from a chicken sandwich there. And so just between all of that, you know, it's like baseball. It's like three strikes and you're done, which is, I realize is more strikes than I gave the soda machine, but, um, <laughs> but that was one of the strikes. That was, one of the strikes. was a strike. So. Yeah. I've never been back. Yes, that was in uh, the last straw was in 2012. <laughs> I've never been back. I got I got to ask, though, because yeah. I'm thinking about that when you say that. Was that Burger King like when y'all was like that your wedding night that you got food poisoning? Um, It was like the next night. Yeah. OK, the next night. OK, I was like, because I knew that you got sick and that y'all had stayed in Pulaski for a little bit. So I was curious about that. Like, oh, no, because my very first anniversary, I had a kidney stone. Uh, and so that, that was fun. Uh, so I was just thinking about, uh, food poisoning on yeah. your wedding night. No, so. I, I got sick. No, I got, I, I realized this is way uh, off on a tangent, but no, I did. I woke up at like 2 AM, um, <sighs> and was really sick, but I think it was because, you know, I got married in July and it was like super hot and I got, I'm yeah. sure I got really dehydrated cause we had to get to the venue and be all dressed up for a long time. And, and like grace, God bless her decided that we that she didn't mind if we didn't wear our uh coats if it was just we just wore the vests and the ties instead of like the the full like suit which was awesome because i think we would have legitimately died (laughs) (laughs) it was very hot it was hot yeah it was like unforgivably hot that day and so anyway i think that was like from dehydration but yeah, yeah the burger king uh yeah just anyway um so yes i've been playing it in japanese and it's it's made for like some interesting <laughs> moments uh, from playing it because I don't I don't know Japanese as I've brought up many times, um, but it hasn't stopped me from playing games like D Cube Ten or or nope. you know Yokai Watch Four and stuff like that. So it's like, uh, you know, I I will persevere when I have to. And this one is 
this one's a little tricky because there are sometimes where it's it's unclear where you're supposed to go. Um, so I did get I did get pretty lost at one point um, because like it's not uh, like the tutorial and everything is very self-explanatory. There's even like certain words that are in English where it's like start um, and things oh, like yeah. that. But like the the there's not like Dragon Quest Ten. It's like you know I talked about how I, I memorized the menu and, and took notes on in a notepad to like translate it to English and then right. just reference the notepad all the time. But also a lot of times your objective is on your map. So you can kind of see where you're supposed to go in DQ10. And Rocket Slime, Slime Warrior Mori 3, from what I can tell, doesn't necessarily have that, if at all. Like, I haven't noticed mm. that on the, on the bottom screen at all. And so I've been running around, and, like, uh, there was a time where I got I got really, really lost. And I just, I was kind of going through the dialogue using context clues. Wasn't trying to bother with, like, Google Translate or anything. And I just had no idea uh, where to go. And I, I did eventually find out, uh, but it took a little while. And there was like a couple of days where I didn't play it at all because I'm also playing uh, Trails to Azure right now on Switch. Mm-hmm. And there was one point where I just got frustrated and I went and played Trails for a couple of days just completely and not touching my 2DS at all. And I, I got really close at that point to being like, screw it, I'll just play the translation. But, right. But didn't didn't yet and you know i may i may end up giving in and doing it but um but overall it hasn't been too bad i mean it's not as easy it's obviously it's not as easy as like theatrhythm dragon quest where it's like it's a rhythm game you don't really have to speak japanese or understand japanese to be able to play this but this one is a little bit more difficult but um there have been i've brought up google translate a few times because um, okay yeah in the in the Dragon Quest X episode, I think we did, we talked about all the funny things that like Google Translate can tell you, where it's yeah. like you know it's incorrect, but it's still kind of worth doing just to see mm-hmm. how weird it is. Yeah, and absolutely. one of the weirdest things that I found, I think it's a character. I think there is a character in Slime Mori Mori 3 that Google <laughs> Translate thinks is named Cabbages. <laughs> and because, because there's been multiple times where it's telling me to like take things to Cabbages. Or like bring oh, bring this to yeah. cabbages and and t- talk to cabbages. Go see cabbages. Bring this to cabbages. Make the cabbages. And I think one of the I think one of the characters has to have a name that Google Translate is confusing with that um, because like the the first instance I saw it, it was just going and talking to the little yellow uh, dragon slime guy with the goggles. Can't remember. Yeah. His name. But um. Anyway, you go and talk to him, and then you just do like the tutorial where you're collecting sticks and throwing them over the rails, all the stuff that you did in Rocket Slime on DS. Um, but it's it's walking you through that tutorial, right? And so none of those items were cabbages, and the character <laughs> is not a cabbage. And so I think there's something where it, it keeps bringing up cabbages, and I, for the life of me, can't figure out what it means. But it's made for some kind of hilarious moments bringing up cabbages. I mean, um, and and I think that that's great because like the word cabbages is funny to me, and like bring this to cabbages uh, reminds me of the Avatar Last Airbender game that Jennifer and I tried to play called Oh My Cabbages, and uh, it's the worst board game I've ever tried to play. And we get through it like the instructions don't make sense. There are there are things that are going on like the you can't like 
the two rule books that come with it contradict one another. Like it's it's a mess. Wait, the, and, like the official title of it is called "Oh My Cabbages." Oh my cabbages, yeah. Because in Avatar, there's the cabbage, uh, the cabbage merchant who uh, they always knock over his cabbage cart, and he goes, "Oh my cabbages," and oh. it's hilarious. And so there's a game based around this. And so this reminds me of the time, like just where it's ridiculous, where we drew a card that said, uh, roll your cabbage to change the weather. And we both just look at it and we're like, what is going on? Because in nowhere that we've read did it talk about changing the weather. You have a cabbage die uh, and you roll it. But it was uh, when you said, take this to cabbages. It reminds me of roll your cabbage to change the weather where we had to find like the one small paragraph in the rule book that nothing had ever mentioned that there was a weather mechanic. <laughs> and that was supposed to be like overarching the whole thing uh, as you played. It was it's the worst board game ever. But for some reason, the word cabbages obviously makes me think of it and roll the cabbage yeah like take this to cabbage like roll your cabbage (laughs) take this to cabbage and change the weather yeah i love how his name is cabbages but it's funny because it's cabbages not just cabbage like his name is cabbages but it is kind of funny because like the the dragon slime again i I can't remember his name because it's been like what three or four years now since we both played rocket slime and a lot of the a lot of the characters from are like are in this one from the other rocket slime games i I guess i should back up and say that so anyway i can't remember his name but in my head whenever i see him now i think of him as cabbages because of because of google translate i just kind of yeah i was like oh i guess he's cabbages and so like i think of that little yellow dragon slime as cabbages now like when i'm just playing i'm like oh there's cabbages (laughs) and (laughs) like i really do if you, uh, what's going to be great is that you find out that his name isn't Cabbages and that it's somebody else, and you'd be like, no, it's not. That's Cabbages. I could go like, look it up. Like I have, nope, don't. I have the, uh, I have the, you know, DS manual, and I believe, I think I have all the Dragon Quest strategy guides. So I think I have the Rocket Slime strategy guide downstairs. Um, so I could just pull it open nope, and find don't. out, or Google mm-hmm. it because Google exists. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. In my head, he's Cabbages. Um, and then some backing up for just a second here, because I actually had some fun facts I wanted to share at the beginning of this episode, and then the whole thing got away from me. Yep. But there's did. some cool things about Slime Mori Mori 3 that I wanted to bring up. Uh, number one is that Slime Mori Mori 3 released on my birthday in 2011, which I thought oh, was cool. November 2nd. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I don't see many... Uh, and yeah where it, where it falls on my birthday let alone something that you know i love a lot so seeing that the original release date for this game was november 2nd i was like oh that's kind of neat yeah i don't know why it always makes me feel good when i see something like that like that's my birthday yeah uh also yeah. this was made by toes i think it's pronounced toes t-o-s-e <laughs> um and which is a studio that I've, i'm pretty sure i've brought up on the podcast before but they've worked on a lot of past Dragon Quest games, and most recently, they worked on uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. So, um, ah. they're, they're also the ones that did Slime Mori Mori 3. Right. They've, they've also worked on non-Dragon Quest games that I love, um, and this is really all just an excuse to bring up Scarlet Nexus again. <laughs> 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 because they also worked on Scarlet Nexus, which is an amazing game, and uh, you guys should play it. I am I'm determined to see a Scarlet Nexus sequel sooner or later, and everybody needs to play it because it's a really and, fun game. 
it is on the PlayStation Plus Premium if you have it now. So you don't have to go seek it out anymore. If you are subscribed to it, you can play it. Uh, no. It may even be one of the buy, streaming ones. Buy it. It's $20, and I need a Scarlet Nexus 2 to happen. If oh, you yeah. Just, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's it, never going to happen. <laughs> it might. They still get they still get data that people are streaming it and playing it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope so. I, I mean, I would love to to see a Scarlet Nexus sequel. But anyway, so Toes worked on that too. And the, and if you look them up, uh, you or anybody listening, I can guarantee you that they've worked on on many games that you enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, for uh, for. Like gameplay wise, it really doesn't feel too different from Rocket Slam on DS. Like the the GBA version, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong here because I've not played the GBA one. Uh, but the GBA one had like the, you know, the like Legend of Zelda, uh, like Legend of, of Mana looking areas where like you run around, and explore, and like collect your lost slime friends and open treasure yeah. chests and uh-huh. sort of bring back to your village and all that, um, where you like throw them on the the little like railroad <laughs> car uh, so you <laughs> yeah. don't have to return to your village every time. Like uh, I know both the games had that, but I think the GBA version, like the first one, that's all it was. And then the second one added like the tank battle mechanics. Mm, and okay. I, I haven't played the GBA one, so somebody can correct me, but I think that is, is how it went. And so uh, this still has that, like it still has the, you know, you're running around through different areas and uh, you know, you can pick up the enemies like you can in, Rocket Slam on DS, and you can pick up items and things like that. Um, so it has that, but the gameplay, actual gameplay mechanic of like the ship battles that this one has, because this one has pirate ships instead of tanks, and okay. which is really cool because, um, like, I mean, it's it's right there in my bio and everything. I like Dragon Quest and old wooden ships, so this is you, kind you of do. like a, a win win for me. It's Dragon Quest with old wooden ships. I mean, um, it, it does. That's kind of like uh, you taking this to retire on a desert island kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so not that not that like it, they're all old wooden ships. I mean, you can you can actually customize your ship, which I think okay. is really cool. Um, and that's something that I that I've enjoyed. Like think, I guess if I were trying to describe it like to you or people who haven't played it, it's kind of like the uh, like the gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts games. But wait, wait. Let me let me finish here. But not as stupid. <laughs> like, like, like it has. You know how with like the gummy ship or whatever. Like, like there's different components you can put on it, and like different yeah. things you can you can tweak, um, like the cells or cannons and things like that. So you can make it look d- different, and you can make it look really wacky if you yeah. want to. And you can collect items, and some of the items you can you can like craft to make stuff, or you can like even use that as like like in like in rocket slime where you can use it as like uh as ammo yeah and the cannon and like they do different things depending on what you cram in there um like it has all that but it's it's kind of like the gummy ship but instead of being all like blocky looking and ugly like the gummy ship is um like this is you know i mean it's a pirate ship and you're you're getting to customize it in your own way so that's kind of that's been fun going to like my it's not really a garage. It's like a, a boathouse, I guess is what you call it. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it's just your ship like sitting in the water and it's right. like, covered up and there's like a dock going out there and you can kind of customize it. Um, and so it's, uh, but yeah, I would, I would kind of compare it to the gummy ship, but like, but like better and you can make it look 
really fun and wacky if you want to and, and do different things with it. Um, and so, so that's been really cool, but like the actual, uh, like combat and everything feels pretty similar. Like, you know, you're out there on the water and instead of two tanks shooting out at one another, uh, it's ships. The one thing that I think okay. I do, the one thing that I think I do miss from that though, is the puns, uh, from uh. like, like, you know, like with Rocket Slime DS, you had like Chrono Twigger and yeah. just like like all these really fun, punny names for like the enemy ships. And because I'm playing in Japanese, I don't I don't get that. And yeah. I'm sure I'm sure using Google Translate, I haven't tried this yet, but I'm sure using Google Translate, it would give me a pun that does not uh, actually connect with my like American brain. Oh, um, I'm I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, it might, but I doubt it. And so, like, I do miss that kind of aspect of it. But overall, like, the actual, the fighting and stuff is pretty similar. Like, it doesn't feel like too much of a leap forward from Rocket Slime. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, I mean, you're on pirate ships and, like, the, the platypus that's a villain, instead of being the plob father and being this yeah. gangster, um, he, he's a pirate. You know, he's in, like, pirate. He looks like Captain Hook or something. He, but he's um, not cabbages. Yeah, he, he's not cabbages, no. Okay. And um, so, th- so there, everything just feels kind of like Rocket Slime on DS, but what, like with a pirate ship mm. aesthetic, which I'm yeah. fine with. Um, I do not mean that in a, as a complaint at all. Um, but like the battles, you know, there's cannons blasting at each other. Um, Rocket can run around and, and, you know, slap into stuff and collect things that land on the ship and put it in the cannon. Um, you can even, you know, in, the, in Rocket Slime on DS, you could like leave your tank and run across the grass and climb into the enemy tank. Oh yeah. Uh, that was like my go-to strategy in that game. And this one has a similar thing, but it, because you're on the water, you can't, you know, just jump down and like slide across. So there's like a rope. Like, Oh, okay. I figured it was like a rowboat between you. No, it's like a, I guess almost like a, uh, you know how like you would, you would, but like pirates, I guess, <laughs> would shoot like like grapnel hook onto an enemy ship to like yeah, be able to yeah, climb absolutely. across it. It's like that kind of thing where you're like just walking, or I guess you're sliding because you're a slime. You're like sliding across <sighs> the rope there to get to your enemy ship. And mm, slime uh, ropes. Yeah, and so that that's been really cool. Um, I guess like I I'm not really sure at this point like how. Uh, how close I am to beating it because I have not really like, I mean, I, I don't know if people I'm sure they have, but um, like do like less plays or something uh, of the full game somewhere. I'm sure. like, I haven't on looked, YouTube yeah. or somewhere. but you know, I've, I've purposefully like, I've not tried to look at that stuff and I haven't like looked at guides or anything online. Cause I'm sure there's, there's like a walkthrough or something for the game. I've just kind of been, going in you know with my just kind of outside knowledge of it already and seeing how far i can get almost as like a challenge to myself but also i don't know there's something also kind of fun like kind of going back to cabbages it's like that cabbage (laughs) that cabbages thing wouldn't have existed if i had not been playing this game in japanese it's true you know and now you know, we have this canon slime that we're just going to refer to as cabbages from now on. And you got a good laugh about it. And so I did. there's like some fun moments that have like arisen from that. Um, and I, I've been enjoying it. Oh, before I forget, this was another thing. 
Uh, the map of Slime Mori Mori 3 is very interesting because I assume, like with Rocket Slime or whatever, there's it's like Slimenia. So you're oh, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're very, it's very apparent you're in another, you're in another world. And, right. uh, yeah, I mean, there's all these like talking, very anthropomorphic slimes running around. And, uh, but you can go to, there's actually like a world map. Like when you get in your ship and sail around, like this is a, this is a different mechanic for sure. Like you get into a ship and it's just like, picture like getting into the ship in like Dragon Quest Eleven, where it's, mm-hmm. it's that kind of, it looks like that kind of scale, you know, like in DQ8 or DQ11, where there's just kind of right, this little yeah. chi- chibi ship, you know, and you're sailing around <laughs> to like land masses. Yeah. Um, it's like that. So that, that is, that is something different, I guess I should mention um, that this game has. But uh, the map, if you pull it up and look at like the bottom screen, it is just our map. Like it's not even like the continents. Like there's here's you know North America, Africa's yeah. right here, and it's not even it's not even like Dragon Quest three where you look at the Dragon Quest three's map and you're like, oh yeah, this was clearly inspired by, right. by our own world, and, and and that's funny, you know, like like this this place with all the the. Uh, like Native Americans is supposed to be the U.S. and this Japan is obviously Japan and and right. just things like that. Like it's not it's not even like that. It's like you just look at it and you're like, bro, this, this is like, bro. Map. There's Florida. <laughs> yeah, like there's like you can just like see all of it. So um, like you should, I'm sure you could find that uh, like by googling it or anybody listening. Just like look up the Slime Mori Mori Three map because it's just our world. Um, yeah which is weird and I'm, I, I don't know if that's something that maybe is is addressed in the game uh, in the fan right. translation or like if this had gotten like an official localization but for it's just our world and that kind of threw me for a loop the first time I saw the the world map because yeah. because it is not a fantasy map <laughs> yeah which is which is super weird like I can't even think about playing uh, like fantasy like weird dragon quest game like that and it being like yo i'm gonna go to brazil and see what kind of slime pirates are there it's like that's not not what i would expect to happen yeah and so like because i'm thinking like the gba version again to make him correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure it was all just on one little slime shaped island and the and rocket slime on the ds i'm pretty sure is the same way where it all I don't just remember takes place. leaving. Yeah, where it all just takes place on one little island. I can't remember if it's slime shaped, but I'm sure it was. Uh, and then, but this is like you know massive um, world, and you can, you know, you're driving around, and then an enemy pirate ship comes up, and and you do battle. Um, in terms of the story, I'm, again, I'm playing it in Japanese, so I can't really address the story mm-hmm. here. But it feels, it feels at least. Like very similar to the uh, to the second game, the rocket slime that we got over here in English. Okay, um, where it's just uh, you know the the evil platypunks come in and, and destroy your town and take your people, and you need to go around and recover some your some of the lost people, and you fight. Um, yeah, and with the ultimate goal of going and eventually, I'm sure, fighting the the Captain Hook platypunk. Mm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there's not, I haven't noticed yet. Like I know in our rocket slime episode, you and I were talking about all the dragon quest eight connections that right, yeah. rocket slime had because like dragon quest eight had just come out and there was a lot of, there are characters clearly, uh, inspired by DQ eight characters. And there was even the staff, uh-huh. 
from DQ8 was a major plot point in Rocket Slime. And so there was just a lot, a lot of that stuff, the crackpot. Um, and like I haven't with, with three, I haven't noticed um, those kind of like overt yeah. connections. Yeah. I mean, like the, uh, there's still the, like the slime king, uh, the king of Slamenia still looks a lot like, uh, has the mustache and everything where uh, not quite big daddy <laughs> like right that's ragnar. what i'm gonna say is he just just ragnar yeah no he doesn't have the ragnar armor or anything but um but there's you know all the variations of slimes that you've seen in other dragon quest games are uh on display here and stuff and it, it's been fun um if anything more than anything really it's just it makes me sad because this is actually a really good game and a really fun game right. and if you have the capacity to play it um, and you don't know Japanese and you have the capacity to like get the fan translation of it or anything, um, like definitely go for it. Like the, this is not the ideal way that I'm playing it. Like I don't mean to say it's the ideal way at all, but, um, but like highly recommend it. It's super fun. Um, you know, you and I both adored rocket slime yeah, it was and very talked about good. how much, yeah. talked about how much we love it. And this one uh, feels a lot like that one. And it's, the it's on the 3ds and i mean there's there's about as much of a graphical difference as you would notice like say from looking at the gba to the ds version like there's not Mm -hmm. there's not you know it's not a huge leap forward in terms of like you know graphics or anything like this one this one does feel like it has a little bit more uh maybe cell shading or something that i think maybe came from because i'm playing on the 2ds so maybe that's it's related to being able to play it in 3d because I assume this one is 3D compatible. Yeah, I'm assuming, unlike DQA. <laughs> and so it, it's it's just really good. Like, I highly recommend it. If, if you're able to play it, check it out. I think it's a really good game, and it really bums me out. Like, this is, I kind of get this way about every Dragon Quest game I play that's not in English, where I'm just like, it bums me out that we've never gotten a, an official, like, English release of it, and yeah. that you just kind of have to you have to jump through these hoops in order to like experience these games and i just i don't know not to end on like a huge bummer or anything but it really is one of those things where i just uh like i would i would like to see this game uh localized in a way where i don't have to hack my ideas <laughs> yeah i'll put yeah, it that way. i mean I, I wish that were the case. Like I get frustrated and end up not finishing games that I start that are in, in Japanese. So I love starting them. I love seeing them, but I never have the wherewithal to be able to finish them. So this is one that I really wish had been released in English that I would love for this to be one of the things that they, you know, drop a switch port of something like that. If they were able to, like, I really, really wish, wish that stuff like this would come out in English uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sad that uh, that I'll probably never get to really play this one. Yeah, I don't know. You, I think the I think hacking your spare 2DS would be a good way to go if you've got that extra one. Because my if I can get it to work. Like that was the thing; it stopped turning on after uh, a bit because gotcha. the, I think the bottom screen got hit, uh, and I don't know why. It's just, but it's made it where it won't come on at all, and so I may tinker with it take it apart and tinker with it a little bit to see if there's anything you know just loose inside because that that kind of it has been my like hold like why i'm holding back here like i know i know i made lots of jokes about being stubborn and i am stubborn don't get me wrong 
But the biggest thing is just that I have I have the Liquid Metal Slime 2DS that I would be terrified of breaking and messing right, up. Right, yes. Um, and then the other 2DS I have is an English language 2DS. And so it's like if I want to play all my English language 3DS games, I got to keep that one in good shape. Yeah, and, because you can't uh, play English ones on the Japanese one. Right. And so I just, I'm, I'm kind of stuck there. Like I don't have a spare one. I'm assuming now, I haven't looked lately, but I'm assuming the prices of 3DSs and 2DSs are probably outlandish at this point. Um, the ones that I saw the other day, because I was looking because of the whole 3DS shop going away, and I was looking to see just what a 3DS uh was going for and they were still about 150 to 200 dollars that you could get them right now so they're not absolutely absurd they're still roughly what you would have paid for them when they were new yeah. um and Ooh. so i don't know if there's a difference like i didn't pay close enough attention to the difference in like a new 2ds or 3ds versus the regular 2ds or 3ds and i'm not talking about quality y'all i'm talking about or the condition i'm talking about the actual title of it you know the new nintendo 3ds xl uh so like i don't know in the difference in prices there because i wasn't paying close enough attention but they weren't crazy like I expected them to be four hundred to six hundred dollars, and I didn't see any in that range, other than the ultra collectors edition ones, like right. the Pokemon editions and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I would just need like I wouldn't be picky. I just need a cheap. I mean, honestly, I think I would feel bad about trying to hack a special edition one. So I think yeah. I just like an old, like a really old Gen One three DS. I would just could hack it and play it in English. But I don't know. Yeah. I'll think. I'll think on this. Hmm. Yeah, it's something that I would like to do but it's not something that I am likely to do. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Like if, if I get the hardware and I'm able to, to actually, you know, have something that I'm willing to sacrifice. If I do something wrong, I'll probably do it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Uh, remember you can talk to us on Twitter at dragon quest FM. If you want to chat with us on Patreon or help support this podcast, you can visit patreon.com slash dragonquestfm and just a huge shout out to all our patrons. We really appreciate all you guys. If you want to talk to me on Twitter personally, I'm over there at dragonquestin. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. Uh, sometimes I'm on Mastodon at Beege at dice.camp. Uh, you can talk to us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. And as he said, on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, all.